This CosmicReality.com presentation is sponsored by MysticalWares.com. Is there something wrong? Warning! Life support failure on all decks. Abandon ship. Maybe it is time to take command. Bridge to Captain. Join Jan Shaw updating current events as only Jan can. Library computer. Data being received. Produced by CosmicReality.com Hello and welcome to this week's Cosmic Creating Show. My name is Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist. You can find me at thesuccessalchemist.net, thewebalchemist.net, empoweredmanifestation.com, Facebook and YouTube, Jan Shaw, the Success Alchemist. Twitter at Coach Jen Shaw, on True Social Success Alchemist, and on Telegram, US UK Patriot. Today is New Year's Eve 2022, the 31st of December, of course. And I'd like to start by wishing you all a very happy new year and a very healthy, happy, and prosperous 2023. Let's expect even more red pilling and um, great reveals to happen. And speaking of that, the title of today's show is 2022 The Great Reveal. 2023 predictions and the Brunson trial. And I'm going to do an overview of all the things that have come out in 2022, uh, not only from a Biden presidency point of view, but also from the point of view of red pilling and awakening people who up to 2022 have been fast asleep. So I think some really positive things that have come out of 2022, despite what we've had to deal with in terms of the economy and, you know, the corruption and so on and so forth that I've been reporting on all year. Um, but I want to start by going through some very well-written analyses of this Brunson versus Adams lawsuit that is going to conference at the Supreme Court on January 6th, interestingly, the anniversary of the so-called insurrection. And this week, a lot of interesting information has come out about that as well. So, and I'll cover that later. But I think it's really important to share this because it really goes into what the legal implications of this trial um, or of this case is going to be. And there's a series of four articles. Uh, and this was originally posted to Twitter on various dates. The first one on the 30th of November. And this is the Twitter handle and it's Ahoenek, A-H-O-E-N-E-C-K-E. And this is on his Substack. So it's the same, um, ahoenek.substack.com. So let's go through it. Number one, Brunson versus Adams, the master plan to drain the swamp. We are going to stage a comeback, the likes of which nobody has ever seen, said Pro President Donald J. Trump. This is how it will go down. And he links to real Donald Trump, Elon Musk, Brunson v. Adams. These are hashtags. That's the hashtag. 
By now, this is number two, by now most have heard about this case, docket 22-4007, that has reached its way to SCOTUS. The crux of this complaint states that Congress violated its oath of office by not investigating 100-plus congressional complaints regarding voter fraud on January 6th. Three, the complaint, one of several, was filed by the famous trumpet-playing Brunson Brothers from Ogden, Utah. By not investigating these complaints, the plaintiff states that Congress allowed possibly a Manchurian candidate into the White House, which is treason. Four, it asks for the status of 385 congressmen, virtually all D's and most R's, to be withdrawn as well as the removal of Pence, Harris and Biden. Currently, the case will go to conference where only four of nine justices need approved to have a hearing. Five, how did it get there? Well, long story short, one of the several identical cases filed at various court levels was sent to SCOTUS under Rule 11, National Emergency. SCOTUS then responded requesting more information, twice. In other words, they wanted to hear it. Six, defence failed to respond and in fact was transferred to the hands of US Solicitor General Elizabeth Prelegar, a lifelong D and part of the Mueller investigation team. So why would she abandon a defence? This is the precedent that will change history and drain the swamp. Seven, immunity. The reason many of our elected officials run roughshod over our liberties is because in their belief they have immunity. Nothing they vote on or say can be held against them. So they think. Eight, the Brunson brothers argue that you cannot have both immunity as well as take an oath to, quote, defend the nation against all enemies, foreign and domestic, end quote. By failing to investigate the legitimate 100-plus January 6 congressional complaints of a rigged election, 9. In effect, Congress committed treason, potentially allowing an enemy combatant into the White House doing the bidding of foreign entities. Thus, the request to remove them and forbid them from ever holding public office again 10. Prelegar may have simply abandoned her defence, thinking that SCOTUS will certainly shut down the complaint on the grounds that public officials have immunity. But again, both an oath and immunity cannot exist together, and this is where SCOTUS could rule for the plaintiff. 11. This does not stand to reason. For this reason, and the simple fact that SCOTUS asked to hear the complaint twice and... Quote, how soon can we get it? End quote. It seems fairly clear that this case may in fact be what Trump cleverly said. We have another plan. 12. If SCOTUS rules in favour of the Brunson brothers and removes most of Congress as well as the current administration, this will no doubt create a constitutional crisis, the likes of which this country has never seen. 13. In effect, there will be neither a functioning legislative or executive branch of the government. The remainder of Congress would certainly not be able to represent its constituents, as many states will be left with nobody left to represent them. 14. Therefore, the remedy would likely place Trump back in office, forcing him to immediately hand off his responsibilities as CEO to his allies in the military. 
At this point, new elections would have to be held across the country for both POTUS and Congress. 15. These elections would not be what we are used to. The military will have paper ballots, same-day voting, voter ID and same-day results. No more voter fraud and the citizens of the US would finally get what they are entitled to. Candidates that are not selected but elected. 16. But there is more. With the precedent now being set that an oath trumps immunity, state and local officials are now also in jeopardy of removal. The swamp is deeper than just D.C. Turning a blind eye to election fraud can no longer be justified at any level. 17. I'll finish with this beautiful number. The master plan to drain the swamp took a little while, but as Trump masterfully said, it begins now. God bless America. End. The next article, um, all of these articles, by the way, were, were published December 27th. But uh, this one is Brunson v. Adams, the fallout and reconstitution of the United States, originally posted to Twitter 9th of December. Number one, this case sits on the docket at SCOTUS 22-4007 and will be heard in conference on January 6, 2022. If you read my previous thread, you will see how it got there in a general overview of the complaint. Two, to summarise, if SCOTUS votes to take it to hearing, it could remove the certification of 385 congressmen, along with Pence and the current admin. This thread will outline what this court is all about and why it wants this case. Bottom line, this court is about reconstitution. Three, there's a great series of Substack articles by 17SOG.substack.com that outlines what Trump tried to do during his presidency. You may need this for background. The actions he took, along with SCOTUS, back up the theory that reconstitution was his primary goal. What is reconstitution? This is number four. Basically, cleaning up the three branches of government, removing the bad actors and setting precedent with actions and rulings to bring back into alignment the original power of the US Constitution as it was written and intended to be upheld. Five, in other words, draining the swamp. Quote, we caught them all. We've got it all on tape. Let's see what happens, end quote. So, as it relates to SCOTUS, let's take a look at how it has participated in reconstitution thus far, especially since Kavanaugh, Barrett and Gorsuch have joined. Six. First, let's start with some groundbreaking decisions in the last year. Without getting into the weeds too much, Roe v. Wade reverses prior precedent and pushes abortion back to the states, reconstitutes the power of the states to decide it legally versus federal mandate. 7. New York State Rifle versus Bruin reverses concealed carry precedent restrictions, reconstituting the Second Amendment and levelling the playing field for citizens versus a potentially tyrannical government. 8. West Virginia versus EPA reverses precedent that administrative agencies can mandate policy versus Congress and courts. In other words, regulation and legislation has now been reconstituted back to both the legislative and judicial branches. 9. Moore versus Harper pending. 
if upheld, will, will allow state houses to choose their own electors, thus setting precedent for states to reconstitute their right to send electors to Congress without obstruction by state courts, commissions or governors. 10. So, we have seen that this SCOTUS has been all about reconstitution, and since it decides which cases it will hear or not, most via requesting through writ of certiorari, we also know there must be a reason it wanted Brunson v. Adams. 11. Aside from past actions and the simple fact the SCOTUS twice asked Brunson how quickly it could get the case to it, there is something a-brewing. Now let's get to the fallout and reconstitution that comes out of this case. 12. I'm just a regular guy who is trying to develop a golf mat side business, so hopefully as I write this, it connects with the regular folks. My homework has consisted of over 3,000 hours of reading Substack's podcasts and following the political scene since the 2020 election. 13. As such, I've watched just about every interview Lloyd Brunson has done since this case came on the scene. In a nutshell, if SCOTUS rules in favour, any action or inaction that does not support or defend the Constitution would set precedent of violation of oath of office. Huge. 14. In the 10th Circuit, and it's a link to the case text Brunson v. Adams, defence argued that sovereign immunity was a colourable defence that in effect trumps any claims that a federal official could be held accountable for violation of oath of office. However, this is 15, however, since Article 6 of the US Constitution binds federal officials in all three branches plus state and local officials, it stands to reason that a SCOTUS that has been all about reconstitution may have something up its sleeve. 16. The fallout. Is this case just about overturning 2020? That's the least of it. A reconstitutional ruling here sets precedent that anyone who is still bound by their oath cannot, by action or inaction, violate it by, quote, not defending against all enemies, foreign or domestic, end quote. 17. As we can see via the Twitter files, more to come, the public evidence is now mounting that there was a racketeering operation underway by the DNC, current administration and many others to not only squelch free speech, but also interfere in a federal election. 18. More is coming out about voter fraud, Arizona Keystone, Connick, foreign interference, Durham, Russiagate hoax and Weiss, Biden family. Soon it appears eminent that a massive RICO case could connect virtually every bad player in these operations. 19. Once these charges are brought, and if indeed this case sets precedent that oath trumps immunity, anyone now connected to this operation can be connected to treason. Here we have likely tens of thousands who have sworn an oath from senators to local judges. 20. Anyone connected who failed to act or acted in violation of their oath would immediately be removed by Federal Marshals, National Guard. Who knows how it would roll out? They could no longer serve in public office ever again. The fallout would be massive. 
21, not to mention the punishment for treason, which may indeed be why Gitmo has been built out with two brand new courtrooms. See the 300,000 plus sealed indictments that have accumulated in the past six years as well. The Free Federal Criminal Database Map of Total Cases by State. And it's um, bad-boys.us. 22. So, with these SCOTUS cases setting precedent and reconstituting the federal government back to its original three branches, all that remains is to finish the job of draining the swamp. Brunson v. Adams is the final kill shot all the way down to the local election clerk. 23. In my opinion, yes, there is something going on behind the scenes as far as the current status of our constitutional republic. The evidence is overwhelming via his EOs, appointments and statements that Trump took some sort of a continuity of government action after he met with his generals on 12-18-20. It is my belief that even though evidence of coordinated voter fraud existed and was presented at that meeting with the military, it was not yet ready to act on it and wanted our country to be united and ready to organically take it back via the courts and the constitution. 25. We are here. We have been shown the bad actors, the fraud and the storyline. Much more is still coming and it will be ugly. Nevertheless, let the fallout begin with Brunson v. Adams. Reconstitution, removal, reunification and repair. God bless. And then the next article, Brunson v. Adams, The Rightful Cure. And this was originally posted to Twitter on the 10th of December. Number one, if you've read my previous two threads on this case in front of SCOTUS, you will understand how it got there, why it got there, and the potential ramifications of decertifying 385 congressional members. Two, this case asks SCOTUS to not only remove these 385 congressional members and the former VP, but also the current VP and POTUS. However, we must look back at what went down in December of 2020 and also what is likely to happen in the upcoming Moore v. Harper case. Three, additionally, we must remember that even if Congress violated their collective oaths of office, potentially sending a Manchurian candidate to the White House, is the remedy request to remove the current VP and POTUS just and fair? Four, Although there is more and more evidence that continues to mount regarding 2020 and 2022 election interference, it has not yet been proven in any court of law. Therefore, the only defendants that would have violated an oath under this complaint are Congress and the former VP. One, five, one could argue that the beneficiaries of the act of violating an oath under Article 6 of the Constitution could be removed. But what if SCOTUS does not take that course of action? Perhaps there is a rightful cure going on right now that is in the process of taking place. Six, let's revisit an important day back in December of 2020. On December 14, 2020, states had their electors sent to Congress. But on the same day, Republican electors from the seven swing states also sent certificates to Congress in favour of Trump. These electors were ignored. 
7. We don't have to get into the weeds on the legality, precedent and details of having two slates of electors before Congress, but suffice it to say they were presented. 8. Now let's fast forward to our reconstitution-minded SCOTUS. It met on December 7, 2021 to hear arguments regarding Moore v Harper, a case in front of it that appears to only involve election maps, or so it seems, Huge development, Supreme Court finally ready to hear argument. The US Supreme Court agreed in June to hear the Moore versus Harper case related to the subject referred to as the independent state legislature theory. This case will have huge consequences. And it's a link to a Gateway Pundit article. Two years late, Supreme Court finally ready. 9. If SCOTUS rules in favour of North Carolina, it would set a precedent that state courts cannot usurp the authority of state legislatures. The argument goes back to Article 2, Section 1 of the US Constitution, that gives state legislatures the unmitigated right to forward electors. 10. This is known as the Independent State Legislature Doctrine, but has yet to be thoroughly vetted in the courts. Again, we must remember that both Trump and SCOTUS have been about precedent and reconstitution. In other words, doing it by the book. 11. Let's fast forward one more time to Brunson v. Adams and the fallout. Assuming for a minute that SCOTUS only removes 385 congressional members and the former VP, but does not feel it has the authority to remove the current VP and POTUS until a new vote, what next? 12. Here we would have virtually no Congress and a constitutional crisis. Or do we? With our reconstitution-minded SCOTUS and with a favourable ruling on both Moore versus Harper as well as Brunson versus Adams, precedent would not be set for the following scenario. 13. Brunson v Adams calls for either new POTUS vote or recertification. Moore v Harper allows for state legislatures to forward electors of their choice to Congress. Alternate electors sent on 12-14-20 now valid and a new Congress can approve and certify Trump as winner of 2020. 14. And if for some reason Congress is not able to make a decision based on number of members or time to replace, Article 2, Section 1 also has a provision for a state-by-state -state vote where one representative from each state selects VP and POTUS. 15. With the majority of state houses being Republican, this would also put Trump back in the White House. In summary, there is a rightful cure to not only remove congressional members who violated their oath, but also to constitutionally place the rightful winner back in office. And then the last article, Brunson v. Adams, Conspiracy Theory or Controlled Demolition. 1. Since Elon Musk took over Twitter, we've seen virtually every conspiracy theory regarding government involvement in censorship labelled misinformation by the mainstream media proven true. Musk himself recently said as much. 2. However, a much bigger one exists that very few discuss. For those of us riding aboard this train, we understand that something is off about the current state of government. 
We know about Trump's EOs, devolution, reconstitution and his infamous meeting with his generals on 12-18-20. Three, what happened during and after that meeting? This is where it gets fun. As far as I'm concerned, there are four fantastic sources of information that exist where we can dig and dive. John Herald, the Patel Patriot, 17th SOG, Derek Johnson, military, Wayne Jett, classic capital. Four, I'm not here to support any of these sources as gospel as we all must do as much homework as possible and discern what we can. But suffice it to say that the general theory here is that Trump knew about election fraud and may have invoked martial law. Five, there is an incredible interview on Rumble with Wayne Jett by Sarah Westall that we all should watch, along with scrubbing his website for his articles. Here Wayne lets out this theory and claims that not only are we under martial law, but SCOTUS is well aware of it. 6. Jett, an attorney who has argued in front of SCOTUS, understands how unheard of it is for it to reach down for a case in the manner in which it did and schedule it for conference. He also argues that without question SCOTUS has already voted to hear it. 7. Derek Johnson recently came onto the truther scene in August of 2022. DJ argues in a number of videos as well as on his site that without question we are under martial law, but because there is an ongoing military op that SCOTUS will have no say. 8. Although DJ is highly informed, I disagree with his assessment of SCOTUS. It has already ruled a number of times on some major landmark cases in 2022, as I previously outlined, and therefore it must have current standing, regardless of the state of our union. 9. Martial law does not necessarily mean that the government is devolved. It just creates a military command authority and continuity of government under which the country operates. After all, continuity means continuation and therefore all three branches continue to operate. 10. The only question is what entity controls the government? Is it our current administration, the former administration or the military? Therefore, as these sources argue, if the command authority is indeed the military, you can bet your bottom dollar it is controlled via iron fist. 11. On to Scotus and Brunson v. Adams as it relates to martial law. Jett, who perhaps has had better days articulating his thoughts, writes a number of well-laid-out arguments with evidence and precedent of such a state. You must read these to fully understand. 12. The bottom line is that regardless of which side of the aisle you stand, a good majority of rational thinking people understand the country is captured. It no longer operates as a republic in which each of the three branches functions as a check and balance to each other. 13. However, it is not limited to these three branches. Agencies, academia, media, Fed, IRS, SES, corporations, intelligence, elections, etc. Those that wish to whistleblow or want to get out simply cannot. Threats to themselves and their families are impossible to escape, trapped. 14. Of course, this is done via what I call the five B's of liberalism. Bribery, blackmail, brainwashing, buffaloing, bullying. 
The cancer runs so deep it cannot be cut out piece by piece. The head of the hydra must be decapitated. So, in the USA, what actually is the hydra? 15. The Constitution and our founding fathers gave us three branches of government. These branches, when healthy, function as the framework to serve the people. Once our constitution became functional in 1879, a pecking order ensued. Status quo under this contract could only change one way. 16. Congress. Any new piece of legislation all starts with Congress. This is the head of the Hydra, a degenerate and circular system of selecting controllable candidates exists supporting them by, via media, national parties, corporate and PAC funds, not-for-profits and others. 17. In turn, legislation is passed, virtually all written by corps, lobbyists and agencies, to support the agendas of these entities, fund them and continue the cycle. Obviously, with the passing of the most recent $1.7 trillion omnibus, you can see how out of control it has gotten. 18. Of course, a much bigger hydra exists outside of the US, which sets the agenda widely known as the cabal, but that conversation may be for another day. For now, let's concentrate on how the hydra in the US may see its tentacles snipped and who holds the scalpel. 19. We've seen SCOTUS take a reconstitutional approach in recent months regarding landmark cases I've outlined in previous threads. For all practical purposes, outside of overt military intervention, one can assume that unless SCOTUS steps in, Congress will not be fixing itself. 20. If indeed JET and others are correct, we are in a state of continuity of government stroke martial law. SCOTUS is aware of this and perhaps even being controlled to some degree. It appears that SCOTUS is the scalpel, but the military is the surgeon. 21. It is my contention that many justices on SCOTUS know the state of our union and that it is on life support. They are also keenly aware of their responsibilities to be the final arbiter. They are not stupid. This is evidenced by its previous actions. 22. So, whether it is being controlled or acting on its own, bottom line is nothing can change in our country unless it cuts off the head of the Hydra. Once decapitated, then and only then can reconstitution take place with a new Congress to take action on its previous rulings. 23. Here we will see an entirely new country. In short time, the unconstitutional administrative agencies, Deep State, created in 1939 by FDR via the Executive Office of the President, will largely be dissolved, a promise Trump made to gut the federal government by three quarters. 24. And with fear of violating oath of office, along with more v. Harper if upheld, Future federal elections will be conducted under the constitutional process where conscientious state legislatures will have final say in selecting our POTUS, how it was originally designed. 25. Unless Congress is largely dissolved, the cycle will continue. SCOTUS understands this, or is being forced to understand this, and has set the stage on January 6, 2023, to act. 
unprecedented fraud requires unprecedented cure, DJT said, 25th of December 2022. So there you have it, a really uh, in-depth explanation of the implications of this case. So I think we're all getting excited about what might come out of this. And we haven't got long to wait, have we? Only January 6th. So it'll be interesting uh, what I can report on next Saturday after this conference has been held. So I just want to add something to this. And, you know, I've said all along, and as you all know, that we are following a plan here and a very, very complex plan at that. But um, Donald Trump, in a truth on the 24th of December, said something very interesting. And it's something that I haven't seen any or many uh, anons actually mentioning this. He said, the brilliant, clairvoyant and USA-loving DJT. And of course, the meaning of clairvoyant is the ability to see into the future. And I did wonder if this was a reference to Operation Looking Glass, which, of course, is a technology that enables you to uh, see various um, options playing out in the future. And QPost414 said, we have it all. And this is what DJT has been saying so often. So I thought that was a very interesting comment of his. And of course, we we know he speaks in code and includes some hidden messages. So maybe that's one of them. So I'm going to move on to go through a review of 2022, which to me is the great reveal happening. And there are some things I may go into a little more detail on, but I've got a whole long list of all the things that have been exposed over the last year. So let me start with the Biden view (laughs) of what's been happening. Um, Gateway Pundit put this out yesterday. Joe Biden cheers historic year, record crime, record inflation, record illegal immigration, record gas prices, worse stocks, bond equity losses since 1871. Joe Biden cheered his historic year on Twitter today. Well, his staffers did. Joe was in St. Croix pretending to golf. The tweet included photos of Joe delivering a State of the Union address. Joe with the crazy lady he nominated to the Supreme Court. Joe inside a car only a fool would let him drive. Joe walking outside without stumbling. Joe forgot to mention a few historic moments from 2022. The House GOP Judiciary Committee helped him out. Record crime, record inflation, record illegal immigration, historic indeed. 2022 was truly a historic year for America, the highest gas prices in US history. Record crime on our streets. There were over one million stolen cars in 2022 alone. Inflation was out of control at a 40-year high in 2022. Illegal immigration broke all records. Over 5 million illegal aliens have crossed over the open southern border. 
into the United States in Joe Biden's first two years in office, and the U.S. stock market had its worst year since 2008. And as Steve Bannon reported, if you add bond losses to stock stroke equity losses, total over $10 trillion, the worst losses since 1871. Repeat, 1871. And it's only going to get worse. So I think this is part of the great reveal in terms of revealing um, the corruption and not the incompetence, but the planned takedown of America. So um, and then we've got another article and this is from Breitbart and it's seven biggest Biden family business revelations of 2022. This was yesterday as well. Seven key developments in the Biden family business scandal have come to light in 2022. The scandal, suppressed by the intelligence agencies and establishment media dating back to 2020, became one of the major storylines of the year. Recent polling shows 71% of Americans believe accurate reporting of Hunter Biden's laptop from hell could have altered the 2020 presidential election. The political impact of the scandal has drawn GOP House leadership to launch nine investigations into Hunter and President Joe Biden. 62% of voters approved of the congressional probes. Since 2018, the DOJ has reportedly been investigating Hunter for alleged tax and gun violations. Hunter has yet to be charged with wrongdoing. So I'm just going to go through the headlines on this. I'm not going to go into detail because there's a lot more I've got to cover today. One, U.S. banks flagged over 150 suspicious financial transactions from Biden family. Two, Joe Biden met with Hunter's business partner at the White House. Three, voicemail proves Joe Biden spoke to Hunter about family business. Four, Deputy DNI warned Hunter's laptop was not Russian disinfo. CNN's Natasha Bertrand wrote now discredited story anyway. Five, White House debating how to combat probes into Hunter. Six, Hunter's drug abuse reportedly delaying charges in tax gun-related probe. Legal experts, seven, legal experts estimate Hunter Biden's legal defense costs $100,000 a month. Breitbart political editor Emma Jo Morris's investigative work at the New York Post on the Hunter Biden laptop from hell also captured international headlines when she, along with Miranda Devine, revealed that Joe Biden was intimately involved in Hunter's businesses, appearing to even have a 10% stake in a company the Scion formed with officials at the highest levels of the Chinese Communist Party. So... Lots of things exposed about the Biden family and considering that he denied repeatedly that he knew anything about Hunter's dealings, obviously committed perjury. And also we've seen more exposed about the Biden family. We've had Russia reporting on their discovery of biolabs in the Ukraine linked to the Pentagon and Hunter Biden and um, one of Hunter Biden's um, companies. And there's so much coming out now in social media about 
people's realization that all this money being sent to Ukraine is money laundering. Uh, and of course, with the FTX collapse as well, that's kind of revealed how they orchestrated this. So, you know, we send the money to Ukraine, uh, Ukraine sends it to FTX and FTX sends it back to these um, open handed corrupt officials in the US. And more and more people are not buying the whole Ukraine war ridiculous uh, story anyway. And, you know, anyone with any critical thinking ability would know that it's it's actually a war by Putin against the globalists because he is absolutely against the central bank and many other things that the globalists are pushing. Just as an aside, these are in no particular order, by the way. Um, so what else have we had? The Durham trials exposed the collusion of the DNC, the Clintons, the Clinton Foundation, the FBI, etc. in the Steele dossier Alpha Bank hoax used against Trump. We've obviously had Elon Musk buying Twitter in the not too distant past. He's reinstated many accounts that were... Um, censored and he's as you know from previous shows he's released twitter files proving censorship on behalf of the fbi cia dnc the biden campaign and he's revealing many other big tech platforms have been involved and he's also going to be releasing information or files on COVID-19 and particularly on Fauci. You know, he did put the tweet out that said, my pronouns are Fauci stroke indicted. I think that's what he said. Words to that effect anyway. Musk has also revealed this link between Anthony Fauci and his wife. Elon Musk blows the lid on Fauci and wife's corrupt working relationship. This is from Trending Politics News. Late Tuesday night, Twitter CEO Elon Musk exposed Dr. Anthony Fauci and his wife, Christine Grady's corrupt working relationship. The comments from Musk came in a series of treats where he unleashed on Fauci for his questionable past relating to his so-called gain-of-function research. And of course, we have had the book, The Real Dr. Fauci, that was published by uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. and also a movie version of that, a documentary as well, which has exposed the true nature of Fauci and his crimes against humanity. On the same subject, um, the COVID-19 vaccine has been exposed this year as a bioweapon and there have been demands for its withdrawal. It's happened in the UK. I think it's happening in other countries as well. Uh, it's been admitted that it doesn't prevent COVID or stop the spread. And um, it was admitted by a, a Pfizer executive that they never tested uh, to see how effective it was at preventing transmission. Um, there's all sorts of ridiculous... Um, reports about these died suddenly incidents uh, saying that doctors are baffled. Well, we all know what it is. Um, they're coming out with the most ridiculous reasons for all these deaths. 
blaming climate change, video games, and now the latest is artificial sweeteners. Um, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, but the good thing is we've had Ron DeSantis in Florida have a grand jury approved to look into COVID-19 and its origin and also... The Surgeon General is setting up a panel to really look into COVID-19 and the vaccines. So that's really good news. We've had many, many instances of the exposure of the politicisation of the FBI, DOJ, CIA, CDC, FDA, NIH, the WHO and so on and so forth. And, you know, the the trust level in these organisation now is absolutely rock bottom. People don't trust the medical profession anymore because of the way that they uh, promoted these death jabs and also how they went along with the suppression of these therapeutics that really would have ruled out the possibility of uh, an emergency use authorization for the vaccines. And of course, many, many people are seeing the damage that this these vaccines have done and are doing to people who took the shots. And we are seeing almost a winter of death, which was uh, which Biden threatened that the unvaccinated would experience last winter whereas because the vaccines have destroyed people's immune systems they're getting record levels of flu of uh, cancer of strokes of heart issues you know a whole gamut of really serious medical conditions which has a very close link to the rollout of the vaccines you know the data is there to prove it of course one of the obvious politicizations of the fbi was in that unprecedented raid on mar-a-lago to seize all manner of different things including photographs and all sorts of things that that really had no relevance at all to what they claimed was the reason behind it And of course, alongside of this, we've got the Unselect Committee on January 6th, where the FBI have raided the homes of people who just happened to walk into the Capitol on January 6th and are being horrendously treated as political prisoners, many of whom have been in jail for two years without even a trial. Of course, talking of that, in terms of the January 6th committee, that has just closed down, um, having produced a report But the interesting thing is they have just withdrawn the subpoena that they issued to Trump to testify to the committee. Epoch Times reports January 6th committee withdraws subpoena for Trump. That was on Thursday. The January 6th House Select Committee withdrew its subpoena of former President Donald Trump, which prompted a victory lap from his attorney and the former commander in chief himself. It says, in the light of the imminent end of our investigation, the select committee can no longer pursue the specific information covered by the subpoena. Um, This is from Representative Benny Thompson. 
Democrat Mississippi, who's the panel's chairman, which was in a letter he wrote on December 28th after the committee concluded its work last week and released its final report. Therefore, through this letter, I hereby formally withdraw the subpoena issued to former President Trump and notify you that he is no longer obligated to comply or produce records in response to said subpoena, Thompson added. Another recent piece of news, this is from Trending Politics, breaking report, Nancy Pelosi's office was directly involved in botched January 6th security plan. So all of this story uh, from Nancy Pelosi about this insurrection being instigated by Trump is all falling apart because what we're now seeing is that this was a setup. We always knew that, but the, the evidence is actually coming out now. On Wednesday, Republican members of the House released a report showing the internal communications of the botched January 6th security plan, and it has Nancy Pelosi's name written all over it. A treasure trove of text and email messages show that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's office was directly involved in the creation and editing of the Capitol security plan that failed during the January 6, 2021 riot, and that security officials later declared they had been denied again and again the resources needed to protect one of the nation's most important homes of democracy. And I'm not going to read all of this, but incidentally, one of the things that came out was that Pelosi's office involved in the security plan actually reduced the level of security that was being put in place. So all her denials about any jurisdiction over that are completely false, as we have always known. And then another bombshell, again reported by Trending Politics, breaking suspected FBI informant texted nephew saying he orchestrated January 6th. In a newly released text message from the January 6th findings, and bear in mind this is the Republicans' um, investigation, not the Unselect Committee, Suspected FBI informant Ray Epps was revealed to have texted his nephew saying he orchestrated the January 6th riot on the Capitol. Quote, I was in the front with a few others. I also orchestrated it, end quote, Epps said to his nephew. And of course, we know that he was originally on the most wanted list and then was taken off. And if you think about the videos of him saying we've got to go into the capital and and ordering his uh, co-conspirators to take down barriers and to encourage people to go into the capital. It's pretty obvious what he was doing. He was actually inciting this breach of the capital. And of course, he's got away scot-free so far, while innocent people are still languishing in jail for doing nothing other than walk into the capital. And they were, they were um, waved in by members of the capital police. I'll just mention a couple of other things that have come out this year. Rhino corruption exposed, especially McConnell, who is now really being called out by the Republican Party. He said in the last few days after the omnibus bill 
was supported by 18 rhinos from the Republican side. He's saying Ukraine is our number one priority. Well, we, the people, do not agree with that because they sent another 41 billion, I think it was, over to Ukraine. It's ridiculous. And there's all the climate change hypocrisy of you know, taking private jets everywhere while we're supposed to not drive and stay home. The UK corruption has been exposed as well. And alongside that, all these world leaders who are tied to the WEF, we've had more pedophilia exposed. Disney, Balenciaga, Benetton, this ridiculous uh, minor attracted people uh, term being used to downplay the horrors of paedophilia. Uh, drag queen shows, the grooming, the pornographic material in schools, all of this has been revealed. And of course, that horrific transgender agenda, which is mutilating children um, to satisfy the demonic agenda widely supported by the Democrats and the deep state, of course. So we have seen a lot of horrors this year, but it's far better to be out in the open so we know what we're dealing with. And it has really red-pilled a hell of a lot of people that were otherwise completely in ignorance that all of this was going on. And it is like the D5 that Q talks about, the avalanche of information that's now coming out and much more to come in the new year, I believe. So, you know, exposure is wonderful. And of course, this was always part of the plan. So now on to some of the predictions and some encouraging messages for 2023. Uh, Michael Flynn, in an interview, said 2023 is going to be historic and I'm glad that I'm alive. I believe that the Fauci and COVID-19 expose is going to come, especially from the Twitter files. Of course, we've got the Brunson trial. Hopefully that will result in what the reports I shared with you imply could happen. Um this release of Trump's tax returns is very interesting because the prediction is that this has set a precedent which will allow others to be uh, to have their tax returns released to the public. And people like Pelosi and others involved in insider trading could well be exposed. And of course, the other good news is Pelosi will no longer be the Speaker of the House. And we've got the fact that the Republicans retake the House in a few days, January 3rd, I believe. And they have uh, pledged to start all these investigations into January 6th, the source of the COVID outbreak, etc., etc. Um, I've got a telegram post from Ultra Peppy Lives Matter. You may not be pleased with the pace nor length that this Anon journey has taken, but you cannot intellectually deny the many fruits born or progress that has occurred, unveiling like we've never seen before, and there is so much more coming. The emotional plea you feel is to witness mass justice for the grave injustice the cabal have designed for the world. And you know what? That is exactly how you should feel. 
You have joined those who believed to see Mystery Babylon overthrown and now wait from the other side in eager expectation. Know deep in your heart that nothing can stop God from accomplishing what is inevitable, Babylon's fall. If you truly understand this, you will withstand any heartache and be the faith warrior you are made to be in these great and terrible times. You are the calm during one of the most significant transitions in human history. Hold that truth dear to your heart. And on Truth Social, S.G. Anon says, Trust the plan. Love wins the war. He also says, Trust the plan. Our people are geniuses. The most complex military operations ever devised. Where we go one, we go all. Yesterday evening, he put out audio file number 32. I haven't had a chance to listen to that yet, but I'm sure he includes some more very good intel. So all in all, I'm very optimistic about 2023, and I'm certainly looking forward to the Brunson case being considered in conference this coming week. Um, Yeah, very exciting. And I know we're going to see a lot more dirt coming out. I mean, the, the level of evil that is being exposed is just beyond belief. So it's not exactly going to be pleasant. But as long as we keep that faith that this is this is all this military plan that is under control, then you know, we can actually look at it from the point of view of every bit that's being exposed is waking up more and more people and taking us closer to the positive outcome of removing all these evil beings that have been controlling this planet for so long and bringing in a whole different paradigm that will be free of all this corruption and this satanic rule. So, yes, um, I am looking forward to what 2023 brings. And I want to wish you all a very happy new year again. And as I say, a new year of love, joy, peace and abundance, I hope. So I hope you've enjoyed the show and that you'll join me for next Saturday's Cosmic Creating Show. I'd like to thank Nancy Hopkins for producing and also Derek Condit for being the sponsor of Cosmic Reality Radio. Please visit his website, mysticalwares.com, where you'll find a wonderful array of Shungite products and all sorts of other metaphysical goodies. So until next time, stay well, be safe. You have been listening to Cosmic Creating with Jan Shaw, updating current reality, a production of CosmicReality.com. Thank you for listening to Cosmic Reality Radio. We appreciate your support. Please visit our sponsor at mysticalwares.com for a huge selection of metaphysical products, gifts, candles, incense, and one of the largest Shungite collections available. Cosmic Reality Radio is sponsored by Mystical Wares Online Store, where coupon code SAVE10 will get you 10% off your entire order at mysticalwares.com.